Welcome to the Counselors of Real Estate Top 10 podcast series. In these 10-minute episodes, we'll discuss one of the prevailing 2022-23 top 10 issues affecting real estate. I'm Bill McCarthy, CRE, the Global Chair of the Counselors of Real Estate. I'm the president of my company, WPJ McCarthy and Company, and we're situated in Burnaby, British Columbia, Canada. The counselors of real estate are trusted advisors finding solutions to complex real estate challenges, experienced, innovative, and credentialed problem solvers. Counselors reside in 21 countries and practice more in more than 60 disciplines of real estate. We practice across all asset types. Each has earned the prestigious CRE designation. Our guest for this episode is Andrew Nelson, CRE an independent real estate economist with Nelson Economics in Boston. Andrew also serves as the lead writer for Emerging Trends in Real Estate, published annually by the Urban Land Institute and PwC. Previously, he served as the chief US economist for Colliers International. Andrew authored the narrative supporting the number six issue on this year's compilation of the top 10 issues affecting real estate. His focus was on labor shortage strains. To review all issues of this year's report, visit cre.org slash top 10. Andrew, based upon the topic that you addressed and emerging trends thereafter, I'll turn it over to you with two questions. And first of all, thank you very much for participating with us. Are you ready? Yep, pleased to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Okay, thank you, Andrew. So here's the first question. While employment growth is still positive, the pace of hiring slowed in the U.S. in October as capital costs continue to rise for business. What does this mean for commercial real estate? So uh, thanks for the question. And, you know, I I guess I would frame it just a little bit uh, differently, which is that as as, uh, all of our viewers well know, the Fed has been trying to uh, slow the economy a bit in in the interest of taming inflation. But by just about uh, any measure, the U.S. uh, labor market is uh, very, very strong by historical standards and even by recent standards, and essentially as strong as it was uh, in June when we released our top 10 list. Um, Job openings and quits remain uh, at or near their highest uh, levels ever recorded. Uh, since the government started tracking this uh, data about two decades ago. Uh, And despite some recent headlines about job layoffs, I guess, particularly uh, in the uh, tech sector, and and, uh, I'll note that just this morning, Meta said they were going to lay off over 11,000 people. um, Employment still remains near, um, I mean, the unemployment rate uh, remains near five-decade lows. Uh, and job claims for um, new, new, I'm sorry, claims for new uh, unemployment remain uh, historically very uh, low. And the, and the last thing I'll just say on that front is uh, job growth, as you noted, has slowed a little bit. Uh, but at 260,000 new jobs created in September, um, even if that's down a little bit from where it was, it's still, by historical standards, very strong. I mean, for context, in 2019, um, the average was about 150,000 or something like that. So 
very still very strong labor markets um, relative to um, you know historical standards and just you know just in general. So what does that mean? Um, I mean, well, I, I mean, I guess the Fed's going to have more work to do to slow the economy. But for now, again, job growth remains pretty strong, um, and uh, you know we we looked at this uh, the job shortage and the job worker issue. From kind of two different angles. One is demand for you know property, uh, and then the other is how it affects real estate firms. And you know, in terms of how it affects real estate firms, I mean, there there are still job shortages. Um, and you know, um, as I said, job openings remain um, very high, so firms cannot find the workers they need to to keep to keep growing but there's no doubt that they still want to grow uh on the other hand the there seems to be a bit of a disconnect now between job growth and um and demand for property the historical trends that would the historical connection that we'd see so uh, we are seeing a slowdown in in uh in in demand for certain types of real estate now uh, but I'm not sure it's all that much related to job growth per se. Just a, a quick segue on that. Um, one of the big topics of the debate regarding anything related to labor and job growth and positions available and not fulfilled. Do we are we going to be in an era of the hybrid office space where people are going to be working from home and from the office? And is how that balances out is going to be one of the central questions affecting real estate going forward. You nailed it. I mean, that it is going to be one of the central issues, one of the key issues affecting all real estate sectors, but obviously most uh, most especially the office sector. And, you know, we're more than two years into the into the pandemic and things are normalizing across a broad range of economic and real estate activities. And yet we're not seeing people return to the office uh, in the in the way they had, um, I, I think there was a lot of maybe misplaced optimism a year ago that uh, once things receded, once the re- once the virus receded, that we would all come back to the office as it was. I, I think that it, that uh, that the more recent data has shown that that is uh, un- unrealistic, and that we will continue to be working from home. More of us will be working from home more often. Than than we used to, with implications obviously for for the office sector, less demand for uh, for uh, for office space going forward. And I know that's been slow to kind of manifest because of long term leases. But as leases expire, uh, you're going to see firms give back more and more space, and overall demand for office will go down. And then there'll be implications for other property sectors like retail and hotels that that tend to locate near where the office spaces are. Thank you. We look forward to you and your colleagues' updates on that because that will be one of the questions going forward. The second one for this podcast, Andrew, though the Fed welcomes the slowdown in job and wage growth, both metrics likely remain too high to contain inflation. With talk of yet another rate hike in December, where do you see the economy and the employment picture by this time next year? Just a simple question. <laughs> uh, and I'll give you a simple answer, which is um, uh, I can't say with certainty, um, but certainly 
the economy has shown greater resilience uh, than uh, some people gave it credit for. Uh, and I think if you had said that there would be this series of, of rate hikes with almost uh, with seemingly very little impact on on uh, on, on the economic growth, I think that would you know most people would be surprised. So we are not in a recession yet. Um, and, you know, prospects are for, for slower, certainly for slower growth, but I, I think it's, it's not yet clear that we will, uh, go into a recession. And as I said, job growth remains very strong. Um, you know, the, the Fed is in a very difficult position right now because it, you know, it has one, you know, one real major tool, which is, you know, raising interest rates to try to slow the economy. But it's not clear that uh, labor markets are the primary driver of inflation right now. Um, you know, historically, that has been the case when 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 there are labor shortages and wages go up and that's been fuel that fuels a lot of uh, of, of inflation, which as 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 the labor costs work through the economy, right now it seems that labor, I'm sorry, that inflation is uh, much more focused on uh, energy costs, much more related to uh, energy costs, and also to the supply disruptions that were caused during COVID, and the tools that the Fed is using right now to cool the economy really have very little impact on on um, energy prices, which are set on a global market. And they're certainly doing nothing to uh, increase the uh, the supply constraints or to, to reduce supply constraints and increase uh, the uh, supply from you know overseas markets, which which remain um, uh, strained by uh, you know reactions to COVID. So you know two of the major causes of inflation right now really aren't being dealt with by the by the Fed. But if the longer they they keep pushing the economy, uh, <laughs> trying to to restrain the economy, uh, you know, eventually it will, it will, it, it will eventually slow the economy and and bring down uh, inflation. Um, right now, we're reasonably optimistic that we, they can do it without uh, a major recession. Uh, maybe just um, you know a moderation of growth. Maybe just a, a, a short, shallow re a recession. Uh, but I think the there's no real consensus yet on on where we'll be um, a year from now. Just a quick follow up to that, um, you know, real estate, especially commercial real estate flows based upon credit availability and the metrics behind borrowing and lending. And of course, every real estate professional wants to know where interest rates are going. When you look at a lot of the current um, uh, writings on, on the interest rate, there's a kind of a scenario that emerges that the rates go up, they level off, then they may fall. Do you prescribe to that or do you have any any comments on, on that kind of up? level down scenario? First of all, interest rates, even, even with their increase now, are at historically pretty moderate levels. Um, and so um, I, I think that is you know, important to keep in mind you know, in terms of how it affects um, uh, you know, buyers' decisions or uh, developers' uh, decisions about real estate, uh, investing in real estate. Uh, I think there's no doubt that you know, interest rates are going to increase for a while longer and then moderate and come down. The big question is when, um, you know, and, until a couple of months ago, there were many uh, industry participants who were optimistic that the Fed would be done with hiking by the end of this year, maybe moderate 
um, you know, keep it moderate, you know, in, in early 2023, and then rates would start to come down uh, mid-year in 2023. I think the consensus now is uh, that, that is optimistic that the Fed is going to keep uh, increasing rates for a while longer. And so it's uh, we should probably not expect to see any interest rate declines until 2024. And as a result, um, as I think you implied by your question, uh, some investor demand has moved to the sidelines waiting to see how this all pans out. Okay, thank you very much. So much to consider. And we certainly look forward to you and your colleagues dissecting this and, and your writing going forward. I want to thank you, Andrew, very much on behalf of the counselors and all that all who view this episode. We're grateful for your knowledge and your contributions to this year's report. Despite the supply uh, side constraints, demand for labor, labor is remarkably strong. We are in very uncertain times, so we look forward to your expertise uh, weighing in. Join us next time for another discussion of one of the top 10 issues affecting real estate. I'm Bill McCarthy. On behalf of the Councillors of Real Estate, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Top 10 in 10. Thank you again, Andrew. Thank you, Bill.